Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, Sam Kegovic. A very sad time in AFL football at the moment. Indeed, melancholy. Uh, the entire football world are in mourning, uh, Russell, with the uh, news that filtered through virtually overnight with the tragic passing away of popular Port Adelaide player John McCarthy. And our sincere condolences and our heartfelt prayers go to the family. I know his father, Shane, a very popular family on the uh, peninsula down in Melbourne. Uh, absolutely devastating news to all and sundry. So, yeah, as I said, our heartfelt condolences go to the family and also on the same note to the Prime Minister on her tragic uh, loss with the passing away of her father. Our condolences and heartfelt prayers go out to her. Bit of a sad note, isn't it? Oh, it's not always lollies and ice creams, is it? Uh, sometimes in sport and in life, uh, yeah. you get tossed up some absolute shocking uh, results. And uh, over the weekend, we've seen That's some pretty one bad them. ones. Uh, tonight on the show, though, all the winners and losers from the footy finals. The Wallabies won. Well, that's enough to stop you in the tracks right there, isn't it? Paralympics, Mick Malthouse, Alessandro Del Piero, they all get a run and we play over-under. And a legend in the making is joining us. I reckon he's almost a legend already. Boxing superstar Daniel Gill is here. It's all brought to you by sportingbet.com.au, who are also a proud sponsor of Daniel Gill. I'll throw that Indeed. one in as well. We start with week one of the AFL finals. Geelong and North are both gone. Sydney and Hawthorne get the week off. Bit of a surprise with the Swans. But what stood out for uh, you on the weekend? Well, without a doubt, in my mind, the biggest story, and I'm sure everyone else would concur with me, is the uh, the Fremantle Dockers. If mm. you had said to me uh, prior to the event that they would hold Geelong goalers for 50 minutes of a game, mm -hmm. you would, I'd tell you what I'd You'd do. I'd knock you out. Put in an institution. But that's what they did. And, uh, look, I doffed my fedora off to uh, Rossi Lyon. Yeah. They were superbly led by Pavlich. Dan, look... I know that He's they're on a the. He's star. He is an absolute well, star. Well, I think we always knew he was, but being on the Western Seaboard, over on the Eastern Seaboard, sometimes we just don't recognise how good he is. Seven, you know, B and Fs. He's been. There's always been that area. Well, a, I reckon this a, a is his best. Doubt. This is his best year. No um, doubt. On on the contra, on the other side of the coin, uh, conversely, Geelong very disappointing. I don't oh. know what happened, but they turned up. I've never seen them without... so uncertain and fumbling. You know, you know. I thought that that would be a moral to get over them. When you see Bartel fumbling, their key defenders, uh, you know, uncertain. That's but it was good. a fantastic effort by okay, Fremantle. Looking forward now to week two. The West Coast Eagles, of course, after their win, play Collingwood, while Adelaide take on the Fremantle Dockers. Is there a Western Australian tsunami coming across to knock off a few Eastern Seaboard and uh, Middle State rivals? Well, I haven't got my uh, crystal ball here, but I can see a lot of traffic heading across the Nullarbor, <laughs> Rusty. Uh, and They'll I be do loading think... up the cars and the plane. Try getting a flight out of Perth exactly. this weekend. Exactly. I think the West Coast Eagles are nearly Monty's to roll over Collingwood. You know calling with the spirit and they'll bounce back. But the loss of Maxwell will be monumental. Their midfield is not dominating like they used to. They can't uh, be as physical this week as they were last week. That was a bruising encounter. Yeah, very and they bruising. came out second best. Maxwell's out of play. I just think they, a couple of bucks back in four. A good sign. Cloak back. And, and I cracker. Think young Cracker's four goals. I think it was outstanding. And a great to see him come back amid adversity. I think it was a great story there. The Pendlebury's quiet. Swan's quiet. O'Brien's an issue. Quiet. Thomas is the one that's a real yes, big issue. Yes, good point. Thomas needs to find a lot of the pill. He's a quality player. He can give them a big lift. Frio Crows, just quickly. I think oh, Frio. Frio. I'm just, I'm, I, I told you last week, the Crows will get suffocated. They've got to learn to play tough, hard, contested footy. To week one of the NRL finals, and Cronulla and the Broncos went out the back door. Probably expected. Melbourne and Canberra get week two off. 
Any surprises or status uh, quo? Pretty much status quo. I think the biggest surprise for me was the lack of respect given to the Bulldogs for winning the minor premiership and, to a lesser extent, the lack of performance by Souths in the first half. Look, there was six all or something in the second half. Undisciplined performance by Taylor. For, you know, penalties. Uh, it was almost like, hey, we're, we're Souths, we've got Russell Crowe, we're the everybody's yeah. second favourite team, we're just going to win. What about you've got to tell Melbourne that they're uncompromising, they just do their job, they're not fashionable Discipline until drilled. they throw it out wide and then they What about that little game within the game? Billy Slater and Inglis, who comes... It, it didn't eventuate. It was always going to be Billy 1, uh, Greg Inglis nil, or Billy there's the king. You don't just yeah. throw him the king because Inglis is playing well. But I was really disappointed the lack of respect given to the Bulldogs yeah. by the football media and the general public. They all thought Manly were just going to turn up and win. Manly are in big trouble. Uh, well, Jamie Lyon, what about uh, Stevie Maddow? He's got a, they're both, got a rap sheet longer than the Hume Highway. He'll be both, a they're both gone. Yeah, they're both gone. Now, week two of the NRL finals and Souths play the Raiders while Manly take on the Cowboys. Who will win a match? Uh, who will march into week three of the finals? Well, I think the Cowboys will because I what you said about Manly, they're under a lot of pressure. But I think the ones that can bounce back, I, I'm, I'd be surprised if South under Michael Maguire would uh, botch a first half like they did. As much as I think that Canberra are a second-half team, Souths might just have too big a lead in the first half and shut it down One thing the about half. Canberra, they can put points on the board, but they can also leak a lot of but points. But their kicker croaker is out. Yeah, now he, and loss. last week you saw Dugan... Mate, I could have stood up there and kicked it better than Josh Dugan. Now, yeah. admittedly, he's going to have you know seven days to fix it all Practice. and he's a better footballer than I'll ever be. So I think that they can do something. But if they, if they give these teams a start week in, week out, once, every so often, it's going to bite you on the you-know-what. Souths... They can't play that bad again in that first no. half. Well, I reckon the dark horse, without a doubt, not only in the next week, but in the grand final, is the Cowboys. Cowboys, without a doubt. Got a Cowboys. big pack. you got uh, arguably the best player in the competition in Thurston. Absolutely. And you got Matty Bowen. Rightio, Kegger, last week you said the Wallabies would go winless in the rugby championship. You absolutely know donuts. They came out and whopped South Africa 26-19 in Perth. So did you exclusively write their obituary a little too early. Well, you may uh, think that. I but, didn't think uh, they'd win either, by the way. No, I don't. But uh, by, by the way, I think Robbie Deans wouldn't be overly elated by the victory. It's nice to think... He loses they... Genia for the next yeah. six months. Cooper was juster. Beal was well, juster again. Mitchell got hooked. Dom, Dom Shipley. Shipley, the winger, yeah. added something into them. Maybe that's what he's got to do. Maybe he's got to punt a couple of these big heads and I mentioned two or three of them right there, and bring in a couple of young blokes and say, look, here's your opportunity, have a crack. Take yeah. a leaf out of Michael Hooper's play too, they'll in a, and hard. They'll cop a win, no doubt yeah. about that. But, uh, look, there's, there's... But the good no. thing about their victory, let me tell you, they came from behind, early doors, and they showed a bit of flair, yeah. looked refreshed, and scored a couple of tries. I think there was more relief than... Uh, I think it was relief too. You know, the prop forward, when he scored the try, yeah. they, they just... It was almost like... Yeah. I oh, thank God we got over the line. Look, it was encouraging. It was a marked improvement, but <laughs> ain't out of the woods yet. OK, the worst-kept secret in football has been confirmed. Mick Malthouse has signed on as coach of Carlton from next season. Bookmakers have said now they're the Premiership favourites for next year. Sporting bet have wound them in to make the top four. Is Mick going to make that much difference? Look, I hope so. Instantly? I think Carlton, the uh, Carlton hierarchy will certainly hope so. They'll keep their fingers crossed because, let me tell you, if he doesn't, there will be some egg on their face. But, look, he will. He's an outstanding coach. Uh, already a lot of work's been done behind the scenes in culling the assistant coaches mm. under his obvious uh, direction, direction. <laughs> regardless of whatever anyone says. But they've done all the dirty work for him before he nice gets done. how you can fire someone and not oh, even be yeah, the man yeah. to wield the axe? Well, uh, allegedly that's happened. I can tell you it has happened. Yeah. Uh, the list has been culled. He's already had a look at that. He's got two or three or four out of the road there. So everything's put on the plate for him to walk in. 
he'll have an enormous impact. There's He's one, a great aura. There's he one big that... signature they're looking for, a big key forward. Do you need a big power forward? I think that may well be underway as well, but I'm not so... I, I won't uh, dabble into that hypothetically, but he will make an enormous difference. A great coach, and I think he's a nice bloke too. OK, US Open uh, men's tennis final went the way of Andy Murray in a marathon five-set final. Nearly topped five hours. It looked like it was going to go three sets until Djokovic fought back with uh, sets three and four, but uh, Murray surprisingly closed it out. One thing that struck me was that Djokovic didn't move well. Murray won, and good luck to him. Well done. Uh, obviously, this just flows on from his Wimbledon and uh, sorry, his uh, Olympic success. I think it's outstanding. I think he really this is the victory he had to have. Let yeah. me tell you, the ramification psychologically would have been devastating because he led two sets to nil. Djokovic won third and fourth set, and if he had have lost the fifth was set, was it one of the great? Finals? It wasn't a great final, but it was a durable. It was one of durability and one of self belief. I tell you what worries me. I mean, Andy Murray went to the net for the first time in the match after he tossed the coin in the second or match point and he didn't know what to do. I mean, mm. can we have some serve and volley? Am I asking too much? Well, it's become a slugathon now. Uh, you it's know, just a baseline The courts slug- are so slow these days that they're baseline slugathons. And, you know, outside of Federer, who are the ones who've got creative flair? But Djokovic, you know, is hampered by injury. You don't want to use excuses. I'm sorry. But Murray, well done. Well done to Murray. Yeah. It might uh, open the floodgates for him. He's certainly up there Got the now. monkey off his back. He might put two or three together now. OK, that's the headlines next up. World middleweight boxing champion Daniel Gill is coming here to talk about that massive fight last week and what's coming up next for Daniel Gill on the show. Exclusively. Has Exclusive. not been on any show all week. Outside of Germany. Well, this is uh, pretty big for the PTI crew. Last week, our next guest did what no other Aussie-born fighter has done and unified two of the biggest belts in the world of boxing. One of them is here on the table. The IBF and the WBA Super World Middleweight Crowns with his win in Germany over Felix Sturm. Daniel Gill, welcome along and congratulations. Yeah, Outstanding. Stuff, Outstanding Thank week you. as well, the way you've uh, handled yourself since you've come back. I mean, you've made yourself very available and uh, part of you must want to just clock off and just go for a big long sleep. <laughs> oh yeah, getting the sleeping patterns back in order is a, is a little bit different, difficult, but you know, we, we were pretty happy with uh, you know, the way everything went and uh, you know, it, it's been exciting coming back home. Now, Germany's a notoriously tough place to uh, get a decision. You must have had your uh, doubts, but uh, you've come through fantastic. Is it sunk in? Um, it's still, I think, starting to sink in. <laughs> you know, we, we went over there very confident. We knew we, I, like, I was very confident that I was going to win the title. You know, a lot of people didn't believe that I was going to win the title. We had a few knockers, a few people that said, yeah, you're going over there to lose. But mm-hmm. we, we, were, we were very confident the whole way through. So to us, it wasn't a massive surprise. Um, but, yeah, it has been good. It was a ripping fight. I mean, it gave all of us fight fans a little bit more uh, hope that the, there's still good things that can happen in boxing. And obviously you're one of them because it was toe-to-toe, just a good old-fashioned stoush. Yeah, that, that's what we expected. You know, he, he's defended so many times and uh, he wasn't going to give it up easily. Um, but, yeah, I was in there for the, the long haul. I, was, I, I put in an, a great training camp. Yeah. You know, my coach, Graham Shaw, does, does an awesome job getting me in the, the right condition. And, uh, you know, we, we were ready for anything. And, you know, it, it, it is exciting because he was one of the best in the world. But, yeah, definitely, we were looking forward now. How many were there? I mean, take us into the, uh, into the stadium. How many? You had, what, 20 of your mates there and supporters and yep. how many thousand Germans? I think there was, there was about 10,000. Germans there. So, so. You, you felt like it was uh, <laughs> being thrown in the lion's den? Well, to be honest, it, it was, you know, I fought in front of 5,000 last time I was there. Um, this time it felt a little bit 
less. Yeah. You know, they were a little bit more quiet, I think. You know, I went out there to, to keep them quiet and I put it on, Sturm, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't think the crowd appreciated that, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I uh, kept them as quiet as possible and, uh, you know, it turned out pretty good. You must have felt a bit like Max Schmeling. You know your history fairly well. Yeah. Remember when Max Schmeling fought in America during the Second World War? Well, he was ostracised and, yep. you know, he was one out amongst the, all the Americans. You must have felt a little bit isolated yourself when you walked into the ring. Did you feel a bit that way? Uh, not a little bit, but but not much. I mean, I've said it before. You know, I fight in front of ten thousand fans, and it's, it's unbelievable. I fight in, fr in front of ten thousand against me. Still the same. It doesn't well, bother me. Uh, where to now? I mean, uh, obviously your your future lies overseas, and obviously we don't mind watching you because you've unified two belts. You're now the man that can demand things, or do you still have to go there and, and say, what's next for me? What's the, you tell us? Um, yeah, well, we do have a lot more power these days. Um, winning the two titles, um, you know, lets us be able to dictate what happens now. And, uh, you know, with, with my management, with uh, Gary Shaw as well in the US, you know, we are able to, you know, choose the fight that we want, the best fight for us. And, uh, you know, we're heading over to Vegas very soon, and uh, we're going to have a look at a big fight coming up on the weekend, and, and hopefully, you know, sort out a fight between, you know, either Martinez or Chavez Jr. Okay. So the two fighting this weekend at the MGM Grand, you want to take on whoever wins or either or, or how's it going to pay yeah, out? Either or, whoever wins, you know, would be would be great. Over there? Over there would be really good as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're keen for the big fights at this stage. We, we want the big names and, uh, you know, around the world... And the big pay packet. Let's forget about the name. You get the big pay packet. Well, I mean, You've done your apprenticeship. Yeah, exactly. It's about time you start getting rewarded. Yep. Let me tell you, more importantly, I think you'd be highly delighted the way you've been eulogised by the boxing world and the media, in as much as they all saying to a man that you've won the respect back for boxing. Absolutely. You've been a clean cut, you've been a wonderful ambassador. You must be delighted with that. I'm very happy with that because, you know, I love my sport. Boxing, you know, I believe is one of the best sports in the world. And, uh, you know, for boxing to get some good media, you know, yeah. I think is a great thing. Well, it, in recent times, you, you know, you must have been peeved the fact that, you know, your industry has suffered enormously, you and, know, and, from and a... And also, you're sort of number three or four on the pecking order yeah. there in terms of the PR. Now you're, you're genuinely number one. Yeah. Yeah, it has been uh, it has been that way for for a long time, and you know we worked into this position, and uh, you know hopefully we can we can bring boxing back a little bit. I was talking to Barry Michael about you just recently. You know Barry very well. Yes, he's absolutely delighted with what you've done. He thinks you're the greatest prospect, but yet the corporate sector and the world at large still hasn't really accepted you in the manner in which they probably because you don't look like the you know typical boxing individual. You're articulate. You know you're very smart. Family you're baby faced. You're a yeah. family man. You know, you look as though you could be squatted like a fly, but yet, you know, belies that, you know, childish image of very tough interior. Yeah, well, that, that, that's what, you know, that's what I've liked for so many years. You know, I'm a little bit of that underdog sort of status and, uh, you know, people take me for granted and, uh, you know, I surprise people. In so so now, so yes. now <laughs> are you trying to develop your own uh, personality a little bit to try and encourage a little bit more corporate support or are you getting that because you've now unified the belts? Well, definitely... Winning. <laughs> Winning. Winning does helps, help that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we'll develop something, uh, you know. We'll you do that, mate. Forget about the bells something. and whistles and the row. Leave that to yeah. the others. You just keep getting those. Yeah. I'm so, just going to be me, yeah. So when, sure. uh, next fight, uh, what are we talking, three, four months away? Is that about the normal break between them? It's usually, usually. Um, at this stage, you know, I put a lot of faith in my management. They, they'll they work it out for me. I, I'd, I've told them I'd like to fight before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Whether or not we have enough time, we're not sure yet. But, 
you know, we, we are chasing these big fights now. We're in a great position, and uh, you know, I would love to fight in Australia again. Um, you know, in the not We've too got distant TV, future, mate. We can watch you overseas. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to fight anywhere in the world. Uh, well done. It's a shame that when you came back, Collingwood got dusted up on Friday, <laughs> isn't it? See, there's a sad story. Yes, mate, you should have been a footballer. Why weren't you a footballer instead of a boxer? Why you following North Melbourne? Why weren't you a raver as a kid and uh, growing up in Tassie? You must have played footy. Yeah, you probably did, got I reported did, yeah. about 11 times uh, in Belton, people. No, I never, never once, never once got reported. I played for North Launceston. Did you? Yeah. Anyway, mate, yeah. good luck. Enjoy uh, yeah, Las fantastic. Vegas. Enjoy Disneyland. And uh, hopefully you and your family have a great time. Thank you very much. Next up, we Thanks. play Over Under. And on the menu, Sydney FC's Alessandro Del Piero, Australia's woeful 2020 side. And Serena Williams. Just how many can she win? Well done, Daniel. Well done, mate. It's great, mate. Really appreciate it. Like the sign says, it's time for over-under. We have a number. Decide whether it's over or under. First up, Sydney FC got their man with a signing of Alessandro Del Piero late last week. That will mean over-under an average crowd of 20,000 this year for home games and for away games. That's what I'm pinging us on. Well, I'd love to say yes, but the reality and common sense tells under. me no. Yeah. We well. I'd well, not, not well under. Home, gum, home games, victory, I'm saying over. No, home games victory are... Victory over. Victory over. Heart over. Heart Perth over. over. Yeah, maybe, but you go up north and... Uh, Brisbane over. Maybe we are going to go over. No, no, I think you'll Gold struggle. Gold Coast, jeez, no. you're likely to get 20. No, no, the other They're thing not is... they there. <laughs> no, no, you've got no problems with, with uh, the Victorian uh, part of the deal. Uh, Hart and uh, Victory, they'll certainly be able to generate the crowd. But I'm not so sure that even Sydney, they're a bit fickle here. It's borderline. If you don't win game, be borderline. You, it's I'm borderline, going under. But if you're talking 19 or 18,000, that's still a big payday I for still them. think it's a big failure. It's the wrong thing they've done. Finals time, there is always debate as to whether the week off is good or bad. So, out of the four teams that are through to the preliminary finals that have the week off, how many will make the grand final over under two and a half? Uh, under. Over. Oh, well, Melbourne Storm will make it. Yep. And the Hawks will make it. Hawks make it. Swans will make it. And I tell you what, the Bulldogs will make it. All four will make it. Yeah, well, The week could. off is the biggest, biggest thing that can happen for a football it's a wonderful, team it's a in wonderful this advantage. time of the year. None of those teams are going to have to travel, obviously. The Swans back in Sydney, Hawthorne back in Melbourne, all playing at home, obviously. Melbourne Storm unbeatable down there. I think all four will make it through. And I, I wouldn't think... be surprised if... Uh, I was about to say all four win the grand final. I wouldn't be surprised if one uh, Hawthorne win and also the Bulldogs win. There's no doubt it's a wonderful advantage. I just said under two because I knew you were going to say over and make it look good. Australia's 2020 team is going like bustards now and are ranked behind the powerhouse of Ireland. Ireland. So with 2020 World Cup, over under three and a half wins. Look, I'm going to say over without a great deal of conviction. Oh, please. Because you've got to understand the composition of this competition. We're in West Indies and now, Ireland, Ireland in the group. In the first... we, could, we could lose both. No, we won't. No, we'll win two Out there. the back door. No, no, win two. But no, we the, won't. But the, no, no. We'll win two there, Russell. But then it becomes complicated. We'll go to the next division where there's another three before you go to the semi-finals. Well, it's the Super 8s or whatever. It's the Super 8s, that's yeah. right. That's where it becomes a little bit clouded. And a bit nebulous. But I'm not so sure that we may be able to win one there. So but you're I'm saying what? I'm just saying over without a great deal of conviction. They, Australia, you, we said at the top, going like bustards. They, are, they won the game improved. against Pakistan that nobody cared about. Two one, they got beat against Pakistan. Once you get two nil, no one cares. Serena Williams has won the U.S. Open, takes her Grand Slam singles tally to 15. Now, when her career is over, she's just about 31, I think, or thereabouts. Yeah. Margaret Court's record. 
24, 24. over under. A mile under. Never even remotely get close to it. Yeah. And why? Not because Azarenka and Lee Nair and all the others are emerging. To oh. the contrary, she's her own worst enemy. She's, uh, she's very big. She's got injuries. Uh, and she'll struggle to retain... She's just the... won the Olympics, Wimbledon and US Open, oh, well, and but... you're giving her a whack about her no, size. No, I'm not giving her a whack. No, no, so big is good. But I'm just saying that, you know, she was good lucky to get through. Good save. Azarenka had... She was serving for the match, Azarenka. Yeah. Even by her own admission, she said that I was lucky... Didn't she I had... won Wimbledon. She nearly pre... lost the first, second What about round? this? What about this? Even uh, Serena said by her own admission, I was preparing for my... Defeat, uh, well, no way. My... No. Look, I don't think she'll I'm get there. You, she won't I get think there. she'll go close to But Steffi not because Graf. the opposition, she's, she won't over be able under to is over. Effort. Next up, big finish. Happy time. I'm not the sporting yet. bet, best bets of the week. Shush. The bell means shush. Don't even go on eight years. You, she's her own. She won't be able to sustain the effort herself. Happy birthday to you. And that's to Liz Hurley's other half. Shane Warne, would you believe 43 this week? The latest Shirley sighting was on the weekend at the opening of a new hotel in Vienna. Austria, by the way. Oh, Warney is well and truly on the A-list circuit now. Oh, he's now. a handbag. Well, Warney's What do you mean he's a handbag? He's Liz Hurley's handbag. No, to the country. Happy anniversary there. to the greatest day that we all were a part of, Sydney Olympics. 12 years ago, opening ceremony time. Cathy Freeman lit the flame. I was about 50 yards away. Saw a sneak off. Was one of the highlights. So they gave. I still have my little lunchbox that they gave you when you went out for the opening ceremony. I've got a line there, but I won't use it now. What were you doing there? And happy trails to Geelong's Matthew Scarlett after their shock elimination from the finals. He's retiring from AFL. Many say he's the best fullback in the history of the AFL. No, no, no. I don't no, agree, I, but he, I wouldn't have thought he's that. Certainly up there. Who but would a great be the player, best? Great My career. all-time favourite. I know you'd remember him, Jeff Southby. Great player, Jeff Southby. I played many a time on Jeff yeah. Southby. Fantastic. He, most of them, I know that. Kelvin Moore was a great fullback. David Dench. He beat you every time. Stephen Silvani. Now for the big finish. The Paralympics are over for another four years. Well done to the Australian team. 32 gold, fifth on the medal table. Outstanding. Some outstanding performances, and it was a fun time. Yeah. Well done to the Poms for uh, what they did. Indeed. And what do I make of it all? Well, what an inspiration to the other buffheads and big heads that uh, represented us about a month earlier. Now, the NFL is underway for another season with week one games done and dusted. My Patriots, what was stand out? my Patriots, outstanding defensively, unbelievable, and they will almost go through the year unbeaten. There's a tip for your punters. Oh. Grand final entertainment has been confirmed in both codes. Good Charlotte, the NRL, Temper Trap, the AFL. I cannot wait for Temper Trap. What do you like? I've got no idea which ones are which. <laughs> go. And Davis Cup is back on this weekend. Australia travel to Germany to play for a spot back in the world group. Oh. Are there any chance of getting back in the eh? <sighs> Sorry, mate, you were talking there. I was ignoring you. Sporting bet, best bets of the week time. The Cowboys to beat Manly. You like Fremantle to beat Adelaide. And South over Canberra for Sporting bet. That'll do it. I'm Russell Barley. Yeah, and as usual, I'm Sam Kekovic. And more importantly, you don't make sense. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Did you mention tennis? Tennis.